Hey there, it's Clay with ModernLove.Life, where we help you get the great loving relationship that you're looking for without having to play hard to get, without having to play mind games, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you're not, because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me and you'd like to support this channel, do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing if you're not already. Also, if you'd like to, please also make sure that you're on our email newsletter. You can find that over at relationshipinnergame.com. Or if it makes sense for you, maybe think about signing up for a course called the X Solution Program. You can find that over at modernlove.life slash ESP. You can find links for all of those things as well as our social media websites down below in the description for this video. Okay, so today's video is going to be about having an emotional connection with your ex. This video is inspired by a uh, comment that I got yesterday um, where somebody was basically saying like, hey, you talk a lot about having an emotional connection with your ex. What is this? What exactly does it mean? Okay, so let's go ahead and get into this. First of all, there are a lot of things that could be keeping you and your ex apart, right? Maybe your ex is dating somebody else. Maybe your ex is upset with you. Maybe your ex uh, lives far away. Maybe your ex is embarrassed to tell their friends and family that the two of you are dating again or whatever it might be. And these are all really peripheral things that you could manage. You could um, try to handle them. You could try to, you know, do things to undermine your ex's rebound relationship or whatever. Um, but the thing is, is that beneath all of these things, there is an emotional component. There's a reason why your ex is dating someone else. There's a reason why your ex is hesitant to tell their friends and family that the two of you are dating. There's a reason why your ex is upset with you. There's a reason why your ex may not be texting you back or whatever it might be. And all of these things have an emotional component to them. So if you can address that emotional connection and address that emotional component and really strengthen that emotional connection, then your ex will just kind of snap into place and help to take care of all of these things for you. Um, so if your ex has a stronger emotional connection to you than they do with anyone else, they'll go out of their way to end any other relationship that they have with somebody else in order to be in a relationship with you. And so it's, it's really pretty straightforward because if you can just focus on that emotional connection, you don't have to manage all of these hundreds of different things they'll just all snap into place because your ex will naturally want to connect with you, naturally want to spend time with you, naturally want to interact with you, naturally want to be with you. And then when that happens, you don't have to worry about the texting, you don't have to worry about um, what to say, you don't have to worry, are they gonna text me back? You don't have to worry, are they gonna flake out? You don't have to worry, are they on some dating app? You don't have to worry, are they dating somebody else? You don't have to worry. Are they talking to other people? Are they flirting with other people? You don't have to worry about all of these many other things because the emotional connection is in place. So if you could really just boil it all down, the emotional connection is really critically important because I guess you could say I'm, I'm a lazy person in that I don't like to try and juggle and manage a thousand different things. And I don't think that you probably want to manage and juggle a thousand different things. I don't think that you want to overanalyze a text message that you send to your ex and then maybe your ex texts you back and then overanalyze the next message that you say and the response to that. And then what do you do if they say this? What do you do if they don't say that? What do you do if this happens? What do you do if that happens? What do, they do, what do you do if they tell you that they're dating somebody else? What do, they, what do you do if, you, if they tell you that they just want to be friends or that they, they're having second thoughts about meeting up or whatever it might be? That to me sounds incredibly exhausting 
And from working with other people, I know that most people probably also find that incredibly exhausting as well. And so rather than trying to juggle all of these complicated and varied things that could be going on, it's much easier to just hyper-focus in on that like keystone that's holding the whole thing together, which is the emotional connection um, or the lack thereof. And if you can just start to focus in on that connection and strengthen it, that's what's going to help you and your ex come together in a much more easy, much more manageable, much more approachable, much more enjoyable sort of way. So what exactly is this emotional connection? Well, I was kind of going into this during yesterday's video. You can go ahead and check it out over there if you want to. But um, I want to make this video about it so that it's easier for people to find if they're searching for this or something like that. Because yesterday's video was about no contact rule with kids and, you know, sure, maybe that's useful for people who have kids who are doing the no contact rule. But if you want to learn about the emotional connection, I want this video to be found easily. Um, and that's this. So at any point in time, there's a certain gap or lack of a gap between you and your ex on an emotional level. That is to say, maybe the two of you are on different wavelengths where you want different things. Maybe you want this and they want this. Maybe you want to get closer, they want space. Maybe you want to connect emotionally and they are upset about something from the past. Or other times, there are, there's less of a gap and the two of you are closer together where maybe the two of you are vibing, the, 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 the rapport is there, you're connecting about things, um, and things are just kind of flowing and happening effortlessly because the two of you are on the same team, because the two of you want the same things, and because the two of you are able to see each other for the person that you are. And um, the closer the two of you are together, the, the narrower that gap is, the more emotionally connected you are. Whereas the further away the two of you are, uh, the wider that gap is, the less of an emotional connection there is. And when the gap is very wide, it tends to manifest itself in certain ways, such as, you know, you think that all women are this way and you need to play hard to get or pretend like you don't care in order to get them to, to be attracted to you because you read that somewhere on the internet and maybe they are just genuinely wanting to have a connection, just genuinely trying to, you know, find some sort of happiness in their life. And there's a pretty wide gap in between these two things. You think that you need to behave a certain way in order to get them to want to be with you, whereas they're not, you know, some sort of, <laughs> some sort of like a mindless automaton that just responds instinctively to mind games or something like that because, you know, they're a human being and all human beings are different. And so if there is that gap, then um, there's going to be a fundamental disconnect and it's going to be harder for the two of you to actually form a meaningful connection. And that means that in order to move forward, in order to create a connection, in order to create something sustainable into the long run, you have to keep up that effort in order to try to manage that gap by continuing to play mind games, by continuing to play hard to get, by continuing to pretend to be someone or something that you are not in order to get that person to be interested in you. And if that's what it takes, it's gonna be Number one, incredibly exhausting. Probably not um, the kind of relationship that you want because, I mean, if you have to be someone other than who you are in order to be in a relationship with somebody else, chances are you're in the wrong relationship. Um, chances are you're just trying to force yourself to get further down the road with the wrong person. 
And if that's the case, then having the right mind game, the right text message template, the right canned routine, the right whatever to tell them, um, it's, it's not really going to serve you in the long run, even though it might get you to the next step because the two of you just are not compatible and not suited to be with one another because, you know, not because there's anything wrong with you, not because there's anything wrong with them, but just because the two of you have different values, the two of you want different things out of life and so on and so forth. Whereas if you can be more yourself, if you can be true to who you are, if you can be genuine, forthright and authentic, and the other person still likes you, still wants to spend time with you, still wants to um, open up and commit to you, then you know that that's probably somebody who's going to give you the kind of relationship that you want because you don't have to pretend to be someone else. You don't have to put on mind games. You don't have to do all of these things to keep them interested. That doesn't mean that you become lazy by any stretch of the imagination and just try and coast through life. But it also means that you get to be you and you know that the other person is going to love you for the person that you are. And you don't have to try to hide who you are or compensate for who you are or pretend to be someone or something other than who you are in order to get a relationship with somebody else. That's the best kind of dynamic to be in. And that is what I try to set people up to do um, through the things that I tell people on this YouTube channel and through courses and books and all that stuff. Um, and so when it comes to this emotional connection, what it really is about, it's about dropping all of these things that we, that are, that are, that are really getting in the way. The truth is that emotional connection can come pretty automatically if you can just drop all of the things that get in the way that block it, like beliefs about men, beliefs about women, beliefs about how you should be, beliefs about how you shouldn't be, beliefs about how you're unlovable, beliefs about um, how we all want, we can't have beliefs about whoever cares the least controls the relationship or whatever it might be. And as you can start to peel back these beliefs, as you can start to peel back these inauthentic ways of being, and as you can start to bring yourself more to the relationship in a direct and genuine sort of way, you're going to really be more of yourself. You're going to be really fostering a deeper emotional connection between you and your ex, and you're gonna be really inviting them and inspiring them to drop their own beliefs, their own limitations, their own lists of shoulds and shouldn'ts and all of that, such that the two of you can come together without any sort of preconceptions, any BS beliefs, any um, performances, any acts, any mind games, any whatever it might be. and. You know, sure, some people might be really attached to their mind games. Some people might be really attached to their limiting beliefs. And if somebody is just really committed to playing mind games with you, and the more open and honest you become around them, um, chances are you're going to lose motivation for trying to make that work. You're going to lose motivation for continuing to play those mind games with that person. And that is going to really start to cause you to lose interest in them and to start to gain interest in other people who are willing to be direct and forthright with you because you're gonna care more about somebody who's really willing to show up as the person that they are, who's not just gonna you know, blow smoke at you and um, try to convince you that they're something other than who they are and that you know they, they are unimpacted by you because they're such a badass or that they're always happy 100% of the time because I don't know, somehow it's 
somehow you're supposed to believe that, that they never feel down or depressed or sad or anything like that. And so um, that is really what emotional connection is about. There are a lot of ways that you can start to develop this. Um, it really depends on each person's individual block and there's each, each person's individual um, sticking point, but there are a couple main ways that people typically get in the way of an emotional connection. Um, the first one is that they're just not present in the moment. They are off thinking about something in the future, they're off worrying about something that happened in the past, they're off judging themselves, they're off judging other people or something along those lines. Um, oftentimes people will not be present in the moment when they're scanning or analyzing something for signs that somebody's still interested in them or attracted to them or available or loves them or whatever. Um, oftentimes this, you know, you're just not engaged in the interaction to the point where you can actually feel the flow of emotion between the two of you and you're just there, you know, trying to remember all of these body language cues that you read about on the internet. like. Oh, if they, you know, put their finger over their mouth or something, that means that they're attracted to you. If they lick their lips, that means they're attracted to you. If their pupils dilate, that means they're really attracted to you. I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I read the thing about the pupils, it's like, do, do normal people, like, look that closely at your eyes to be able to see if your pupils are dilated? Like, I don't know. Maybe normal people do that, but I don't do that. Um, um, I don't know. Um, that's one way that people often do it. Another sticking point that's very common is that people sort of forget that their ex or the other person um, sitting across from them is actually a human being. And I know this is really obvious, I know that you intellectually get this, but if you start to see them as some sort of other thing, whether that's a man, a woman, your ex, the person that's, that has the keys to your happiness in their hand, the person who's one decision to be with you or not be with you is going to either make you happy or miserable. As long as you start to look at the other person as something other than just another human being who's just trying to get through the day and find their own little slice of happiness in this human experience, um, that's going to cause there to be a separation between the two of you. So if you can instead realize that they're not, you know, playing mind games in order to get some sort of sick thrill out of out of stringing you along, I mean, unless they're like an evil, sinister person, um, but they're just doing it because they're confused genuinely, then, then if you can make that realization, that's going to allow you to have deeper levels of empathy and connection with them. It's going to allow you to be curious. It's going to allow you to see things from a different perspective when you're interacting with them, as opposed to if you believe that they're just a jerk who's playing mind games with you because they just get some sort of sick thrill out of it, or because all men play mind games, or because all women play mind games, or because all men cheat, or because all women cheat, or because but, 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 whatever, right? And so um, the more you can realize that the other person is actually surprisingly, a human being, the better off you are. Another common sticking point that people have is where they don't feel comfortable being themselves. They don't feel comfortable just speaking up and talking about what it is they want in that moment, expressing how they feel in the moment, and so on and so forth. Two common ways that people mess this up are by uh, doing what we call collapse, where they essentially bend over backwards and become like a doormat thinking that if they just say yes, 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 I'll do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm down for whatever. Anything that you want is okay. I'm not sure. What are your thoughts on this? Um, if that's kind of your approach to interacting with somebody, it's not going to inspire a lot of trust and it's not going to inspire a lot of connection. 
because that other person doesn't know where you stand. I know that you think that if you're just really accommodating, if you allow them to get their needs met, that they'll like you and they'll really want to pursue some sort of relationship with you, but it's, it's a little bit counterintuitive because you have to show them who you are. You have to show them what your values are. You have to show them what your interests are. You have to show them what your opinions are for them to really understand who you are and for them to really want to have a relationship with you. The other side of the coin is what we call posturing. And this can take a lot of different forms, um, but it's basically about constricting the emotional spectrum that you have access to, uh, thinking that there's only a small sliver of it that is okay for you to express. Um, common examples of this may include somebody trying to do the whole bad boy thing or, you know, badass girl thing or whatever, where it's like the only emotions that you're allowed to express are frustration, anger, um, you know, sometimes happiness, but really just, you know, you can't feel sad. You can't feel, you can't feel um, disappointed. You can't feel whatever. It's, it's only just, I, I feel angry. If it's, if I'm not angry, it's either I feel angry or indifferent, right? And obviously that's not real. As a human being, you have a full spectrum of emotions. Um, and by constricting it to just a narrow range of emotions, it really causes people to not know you, to not know the true you, to not actually be able to feel connected to you. Yeah, they're probably gonna like you a little bit more than uh, you know if you're the doormat kind of thing. That's why oftentimes people say, oh, nice guys finish last, therefore I need to be a bad boy in order to get better results. And sure, you might get some better results because you're showing at least a sliver of your emotional spectrum by you know being pissed off about things all the time versus, I don't know, whatever you wanna do is cool which is you know a complete nothing when it comes to the emotional spectrum. So sure, you're gonna get some better results than if you just are a doormat, but it's not the best way to go about things. Another form of uh, posturing is when you are trying to just make it seem like you're happy all the time. This is another common one that I see as well too, where people just try to really show their ex that they are happy all the time hoping that their ex sees, oh, well, he's having a great time, she's having a great time, therefore I should be with them in order to have a great time as well too. And, you know, sure, if you're genuinely having a great time, if you're genuinely happy, that's great. Obviously express that, obviously broadcast that out there, but don't think that you need to fake it in some way because that's not going to allow them to know the real you, to form an actual emotional connection with you, and to really see you for the person that you are. You know, it's often our imperfections that actually allow people to, to connect with us. It's our imperfections that, that people really love about us. It's our imperfections that make us stick in people's memories and make us um, an unforgettable part of their life. And I think that there's a, I think the, the, the tides are starting to change when it comes to vulnerability. Um, you know, people such as Brene Brown and others are really showing that vulnerability is actually a strength. And I think that there is starting to be a change in perception in our society, but I think that there is still a very ingrained belief that vulnerability is a bad thing and that um, it's something that you need to hide. Whereas in my experience, the more vulnerable I have been, the more forthright I have been, the more transparent I have been, the better off things have been in an interpersonal way with me. So that's definitely a consideration as well too. And the, the final thing is that you really want to uh, learn how to communicate in a clear sort of way. Um, there are a lot of ways that people can unintentionally um, upset others or hurt others through their communication. 
um, either by exaggerating things, other by by um, unintentionally phrasing things in a way that causes the other person to take things in an incorrect way and to become offended or hurt or um, whatever it may be as the result of that. So you really want to practice. I mean, at least for me, the more I've worked on all of these previous things that we've talked about, the more intentional I have become about my word choices and about the things that I say. You know, I don't exaggerate things in order to get more attention from other people. I don't uh, over-dramatize things in order to make my strifes and struggles seem seem more intense or dramatic because because ultimately it's going to decrease the amount of trust that somebody has with you if you're constantly not being honest in your descriptions of things, in, your, in the way that you talk about things, in the way that you phrase things. And um, you have to be really careful about it. If you want to learn more about it, I would really suggest you check out the book Nonviolent Communication by... I'm kind of blanking on the name of the author, but I think it's Marshall Rosenberg, Rosen, something like that. Anyway, you can find it by just looking for nonviolent communication. It's a really popular book, very good book in my opinion too. But um, if you can start to work on these things, that'll really help to create a stronger emotional connection with your ex. So we've gone on for a little bit here. Now I'm going to go ahead and check into the comment section. But before I do that, once again, if you like what we're doing, please consider supporting this channel by hitting that thumbs up button by subscribing if you're not already subscribed to the channel. And if you wanna get more strategies and tips, please think about signing up for our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com. Or if it makes sense, maybe think about signing up for our course called the X Solution Program where I teach you all of this stuff and more um, over at modernlove.life slash ESP. Anyway, let's see what folks are talking about today. Let's see, someone says hello, hello there. Yeah, trying to get this video out before it gets too hot. It's a really hot week here in Seattle, and most of these buildings do not have AC, so I'm trying to get this out earlier in the day before it starts to get swelteringly hot here. I gave up on dropped contacting her. She was too emotionally unstable, and uh, is that the right move? Well, I mean, there there is no right move or wrong move. You just have to choose what your standards are. If your standard is to not be with somebody who is emotionally unstable and that's like a deal breaker for you, then you know what you did was probably the right move. If it's not a big deal and you want to be with her for other reasons, then you know maybe you just need to get past it and be okay with the fact that maybe she's emotionally unstable, at least in a temporary sort of sense for some reason. But you have to know your own standards. You have to know what you're looking for in a partner. And you have to be willing to walk away from somebody that doesn't meet those standards, whatever those standards are. I'm not saying there's some sort of set of like, these are the ideal standards that you should have for anyone that you're in a relationship with, because your standards are going to be your standards and my standards are going to be my standards. And this person over here, their standards are going to be their own standards. But you have to discover what your standards are. What are you what are the things that you must have in a partner or a relationship? What are the things that you're not willing to put up with in any partner or any relationship? Do you know the answer to these questions? If you do, use this as your sort of compass or navigational guide to determine if you should date this person, if you should not date that person, if you should pursue a relationship with this person, if you should not pursue a relationship with that person. Because if you get into a relationship with somebody, it's kind of a um, hollow victory 
if it's the wrong person, if it's a person that's unable or unwilling to give you the kind of relationship that you really want, you're always going to be at least a little bit dissatisfied with that relationship, possibly a lot more than just dissatisfied with that relationship. Um, if you're with somebody that, that doesn't match your values and standards for what you're looking for in a partner. So I definitely um, think about that. Uh, there is no right move. There is no wrong move. But if emotional instability is a deal breaker for you, then I think that you probably did the right thing. Mike's keeps lying to me to push me away. She even said that she likes somebody and further also said that she did that only to push me away and not give me hopes, but still loves and cares for me. Am I am confused. Okay, yeah. So um, if your ex is saying that, there, there's a couple of things that could be going on. Number one, again, you got to look at those standards. Are you okay with somebody that lies to you? Uh, but you also might want to think about, okay, if my ex is otherwise an honest person and this is some sort of blip, what could be going on? And the answer to that might be, okay, maybe my ex is seeing me through too much of a relationship lens right now and it's causing them to ask themselves questions like, where's this going? What's, what's this going to be like in the future? Are we getting back together? Are we dating? Am I giving them false hope? I don't know the answer to these things because... I don't know where things are going. I don't know how I feel about all of this. And if your ex starts to think about these things in too much of a premature way before that emotional connection is in place, then they're gonna freak themselves out and they're going to do what most people who are broken up with their exes do, and that is to stay broken up with their exes. They'll stay um, and act with consistency to what they've done in the past, which is to break up. Um, and so that's likely what's going to happen um, until that emotional connection is in place. Once your ex has a stronger emotional connection with you, then they're going to feel a whole lot more comfortable um, thinking about the future with you, thinking about the possibility of getting back together. But if they don't have that emotional connection and all of these thoughts start flooding towards them, they're going to do things to try and distance themselves from you so that they don't have to um, make these hard choices right now. Okay, I saw we had a super chat come in, so let's go ahead and get to that. Um, my ex agreed to, I guess, go to a therapist, and two weeks ago you said to focus on our emotional connection, yet it's hard to block out that she's on a dating app. What can I do with our emotional connection before we go to therapy? Okay, so... Number one, I think it's a good a good sign that the two of you are going to therapy. I mean, I think it, it shows that she's willing to work on whatever connection the two of you have and whatever um, whatever issues the two of you have. So I think that's really a good thing to look at. Um, but in terms of the fact that she's on a dating app, I mean, like, I don't know. Have you ever directly talked to her about the fact that she's on a dating app? It seems like it's a really big issue for you. And so you have two choices. You can either learn to be okay with it and to focus on something else, such as the emotional connection instead, or you can directly talk to her about it and, um, you know, let that conversation take you wherever it is going to take you. But if you are going to talk to her about it, make sure that it's really something that is absolutely important to you. And it's not just some arbitrary thing that you're choosing to focus on. Um, you know, like oftentimes I see people that just choose arbitrary things to focus on. Like, yeah, we have great connection and we spend a lot of time and we're getting closer together and all of that. But I noticed that 
I'm always the one initiating contact. And I'm thinking like, well, does it matter who's initiating contact? If the two of you are enjoying yourselves, spending a lot of time together, coming closer together and all of that, why are you choosing to focus on that as opposed to all the things that are going right? It, it, I mean, it's not to say that there's anything wrong with focusing on who's initiating contact. It's not to say there's anything wrong with focusing on the fact that your ex is on a dating app. But if you're doing that as a way of micro-focusing on something um, that could be wrong and ignoring all the things that are going great, then that could be just you know a, a little trap that you're falling into. And it could be one of those things that's taking you out of the present moment. So it's something to think about. But if you have decided that this is the hill that you are willing to die on and you're willing to go to bat for this issue, then by all means, bring it up with your ex, talk about it with your ex, and uh, see how she feels about it. But um, you know, when it comes to this whole therapy thing, I think that it's a good idea that the two of you are doing this together. I think that it's a good idea that the two of you start to speak more openly and honestly with one another about what's going on with you and about what your um, emotional needs are and things of that nature so that you can really start to come closer together again on an emotional level and to rebuild that emotional connection, whatever that may look like. So um, overall, I am seeing that this is probably a step in the right direction as, um, and Again, I, I mean, just from everything else that you've shared with me in other live streams, I think that this whole dating app thing is honestly kind of a small thing, but maybe I'm not reading it correctly. Maybe it might be a small thing to me, but maybe it's a big thing to you. And if that's the case, and this is something you're willing to go to bat for, by all means, bring it up. Um, okay, guys, so that's been about 30 minutes. I know we've talked on for a while here, but thanks so much for tuning in. I'm going to get ready to make a live stream video in our members Facebook group. So if you're over there, you might want to open up the Facebook uh, thing and then go ahead and check out that live stream. But thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you have a great weekend. I will not be doing a live stream tomorrow because I'm taking Saturday off to, in order to go to one of my daughter's friend's first birthdays. Again, my wife joined a, um, a, um, new mom support group last year after she gave birth to our daughter and of course all the new moms have kids that are born around the same time during the summer so it's just like birthday season right now so we have to go to uh one of the one of the towns like a little bit out of the way from where we live uh, in order to go to this birthday party so it's going to be a little bit of a trek but anyway that's what i'm doing tomorrow talk to you guys later talk to you guys next week thanks so much for tuning in if you like what we're doing again hit that like button Subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed and make sure that you're on our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com or think about signing up for the Exolution Program course if that sounds like it's a good fit for you at modernlove.life ESP. Thanks so much. You can find the links for all of those and more in the description box below and I'll talk to you next week.